This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words, but no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Folks, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, we got some things to talk about today that I am going to get down and dirty and deep with um, regarding a lot going on in the geek community. And it's one of the things, it, it, it's more closely knit to the black community that I'm so close knit with. And we got to talk about this today because our young black youth, I don't think understand to some extent. There's some out there who do, um, but there's a term that bothers the living hell out of me that I think is really counterproductive. And we're going to talk about that too. And it's also based on a new documentary that's coming out soon from Amazon prime. And this is what started this up. Oh, well it hasn't really started up, but um, this has been talked about for quite some time. I've talked about this with guests uh, like Jeffrey Thorne and Jamar Nicholas when we talk about it. And it's the term blurred, the, the millennial trendy term. I don't know who came up with it, but I think that 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 I, I'm not a fan of that term. And we're going to talk about that deeply in our next segment. Uh, I was scrambling around to see if we were going to talk about this in our talk topic and switch our talk topic, which is, in fact, Castlevania three this week. And really talk about um that but no it's not even i'm not even gonna sweat it like that we're gonna talk about that subject as well as another subject um the mental sort of kind of the mental you know uh mindset of people in the geek community when it pertains to bitterness and envious 
And it's something I brought up in our ACMG Facebook group. So I want to talk about that, too, and some of the things that came out of that, because it was some really candid, revealing things. I won't reveal who said what, because I'll give them that respect. Our, our ACMG Facebook group is a private group, so I like to keep their privacy. But I also want to bring up the subject because people were brave enough to talk about it, at least. So it's something that also hasn't been talked about as well. And we live in some really interesting times. So this episode is going to be like a re-education if you will and it's some reveals of some of some things that we don't talk about much so but we're also going to talk about some fun things as well and you know we got some news that came about this week and you know we're going to keep it we're going to keep it as always uh captivating as we could possibly can so without further ado folks let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks, so let's have a little fun before we get real. <laughs> let's do that. Um, let's start with congratulations to uh, My Hero Academia hero rising unfortunately i never got the chance to see this movie but apparently many people have uh within the twelve thousand screens that it was premiering on got to see it and it earned 10 million dollars at the u.s box office now honestly i'm gonna be real and this may be my lack of education here but 10 million dollars to me doesn't seem like a big deal and i felt like that this movie could have done more in a sense um if they would have put it out on more theaters i mean we've already how many i don't know if these are test spots that they're doing it they did play the movie here in uh philadelphia but not everywhere like i can't i would have to drive out far or i would have to go to a theater that i'm not a big fan of to go you know see this and i was like nah it's not worth it i hate this theater to death <laughs> i hate the conditions of this theater and everything so i'm opting out to probably wait until it comes out on digital or whatever to go check it out but i for the people in my acmg facebook group that did check it out all of them praised it high i believe uh rotten tomatoes is also giving it some uh praise as well from critics and whatever on there so um you know i've heard and and uh you know places like ign and other places who reviewed it got a chance to give it some high praise so they said it was a really good movie so that's uh, that's a great great thing i thought the idea of putting all these movies in select theaters was to test out to see if they were going to be big and i thought by the time it got to dragon ball uh super brawly which was a hugely promoted deal i mean so huge it it i went to new york one time and they had a huge billboard in times square advertising this movie and that movie did to my knowledge make a record-breaking box office you know um you know amount and now we got heroes rising which is the second movie my hero academia has done and is actually made uh has been shown in america so according to ign despite if not available in most theaters fans showed their support for the very popular anime series which is said to be awesome movie as i mentioned heroes rising also earned its spot as the new record-breaking off uh, box office hit beating out other anime like spirited away ponyo and the secret world of uh, arati 
which I kind of knew it was like not many people was they this I think Disney was the one that promoted that and it was like soft promoted uh Pokemon the first movie which was heavily promoted at the time and it did uh, meet a lot of success Pokemon the movie 2000 also a really heavily promoted movie I believe met some success out there uh but e- and even Dragon Ball Brawl uh, Dragon Ball Super Brawly it beat in the numbers of uh the one two and three slot for that so uh like i said it opened up in uh 1200 screens and in u.s and canada both in original uh sub and dub so uh honestly i part of me kind of wonders if in fact this would have been much more successful or they would have got more money doing it on pay-per-view because you i mean it's it's weird i i i won't tell you that i am a professional and knowing the numbers and the metrics and everything of why they do this but part of me you know hypothesizes like what as to whether would have been better to possibly do this streaming live on streaming on pay-per-view not live but streaming on pay-per-view where everybody can get access to it because i know a lot of the reasons there's i believe that there are more fans than those tell than the 1200 uh screens provided now you got to count that it was in 1200 theaters each theater only probably had the movie in one movie i remember when i went to go see dragon ball super it wasn't it was only playing in one particular theater because they didn't believe that it was going to fill up in a bunch of theaters a lot of that probably is because it's out of reach to a lot of people and it is not going to exactly play everywhere you can so i think that it if you try i think try it on digital on uh pay-per-view it might be more successful i i i don't know i it's just it's just a weird thing but hopefully the 10 million dollar hit will allow it to probably one do two one or two things one the next big anime that they're working on which i believe if i'm correct i I believe another dragon ball movie is in the works that they heavily promote it again and two bring it to more theaters um i think they are just i I feel like they're just trying to make it easier trying to keep it easier like just cautious for that matter in this case and not try to overdo it which yeah i agree yeah you don't want to overdo it but you don't want to under you know mind it you know underdo it as well you don't want to you know undermine the possibility of it being more of a success a box office success than it is so i don't know it's, it's a weird thing i just feel like it could do better than that 10 mil uh right there i think the it, it's like they take i don't want to no, i don't want to say they take their their own uh intellectual property for granted but i don't think they understand the popularity of these characters and how much more popular these characters are uh my hero academia is it's still new to a lot of people but dragon ball z is like mainstream worldwide known naruto is mainstream worldwide known um sailor moon is mainstream worldwide known like these three products alone would make a lot of bank out there and really make some waves out there if they just promote it heavily and you know give it a big deal hell i mean even if you possibly and i wouldn't recommend this but maybe if they did have like one but then that would probably open up a uh, <laughs> that would open up a firestorm of things if they had one like major celebrity like they do uh like like a tom holland or something like that to do it but it, that's a the thing is 
is that why I wouldn't recommend that too is because a lot of those a lot of the actors that work on these um animes these these viz media uh animes and uh, funimation animes they are so good at what they do that and it's so different from how they would produce a disney animated movie or something like that like there if you've heard any of the interviews that we had on this show before with some of the actors of your favorite animes especially or video game characters they tell you that there's a difference. I believe Molly Flanagan, especially, uh, we had a conversation about the difference of being doing anime and they, you know, do ADR scripts as opposed to doing like uh, a 3D CGI movie, you know, that the, that she's worked on. It's there's a difference. There's a difference in how it's produced. There's a difference in how it's portrayed. The studio uh, is different. Like you're not in a single booth. You're sometimes in a group of people. They set it up differently. And you got to be prepared and trained for that. Like, not many people can do what a Fred Tattishore does on a booth or what a Kyle Haybear does on a booth, you know, and be able to change up voices like that on a fly. Like, it's it's not that easy. Not as easy to do. And not every, not every you know, live action A-list actor can pull it off. You know, it's it really is. So, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but... I think I really think this is a time they can start pushing on more and putting it in more theaters and making deals with more theaters. Again, just put it on pay-per-view, you know, like right. Just I click away (laughs) and, you know, I would do I would definitely I think more people would actually, you know, order it. I think they would have way more people ordering that than I don't know. You know, I, I would love for them to do that or just give it a try and see what happens from there so um or even put it on making it well they already do a lot of netflix exclusives and and all that stuff so that's here nor there um but i mean yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes but congratulations to them so far this is to the this is to them a a plus for them so moving on to some movie comic book news here we got another glimpse of robert pattinson's batman this time with all an all new batmobile we get to see the this version of the batmobile this time and this version excuse me this version of the batmobile looks like a tricked out mustang that was once owned by dom from fast and the furious and that's been the running joke on social media lately in fact so many people on social media said the same thing and therefore there's you know making the same references and even some memes out there that are now you know being you know illustrated and produced out there to show the connection or the references of fast and furious to this thing i mean it looks good it's not the batmobile that i'm accustomed to i don't know what they're doing i'm still at odds as to whether i'm going to be into what they're doing like at this point i'm not excited by anything that i've seen with this trailer i mean with these with these uh with these pictures i'm sorry um i need to see a trailer at this point to see how all of this come in because once you see the trailer and all the productions and the filters and everything is added on and the bells and whistles has been added on the smoke and mirrors or whatever then we get to see whether you know it's going to be a go because right now i'm just i'm still like i'm at literally split down the middle 50 50 what's going on here so i don't I, I i can't really tell you whether i'm i'm for it or against it like even a batmobile right now it's like 
I'm I'm being more more optimistic and open minded about the idea of this movie, the uh, the costume, Robert Pattinson, everything. I don't know what I'm getting into. I just know that <clears throat> right now we got a Batman and Robert Pattinson. We got a Batman suit that looks like a hit uh, a a SWAT team, you know, a glorified SWAT team suit right now with a with like armor, if you will, and. We also have now a Batmobile that is technically a Mustang. It, it, it really does look like a Mustang just tricked out. So I don't know what's going on, what they're doing with this, how this is going to be. And I, 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 again, I reserve making full judgment until I see a trailer. And then that will kind of give me an idea of what they're doing and how they're doing it. So I'm, I'm just holding off on this. But I mean, the Bat, as far as the Batmobile, it is what it is. I don't... I, if if it was if I had a choice, it wouldn't be that car. I could tell you that, but the car may work into what they're actually going to be doing for the movie. So I can't really make full judgment on it. Yeah, I just think honestly, if I had a choice, it would be something a little bit different, you know. But then I'm I'm picturing myself from an old school standpoint, and that's why I'm trying to be open minded because part of me wants the old Batman. You know batmobile from like um the tim burton era you know but there, if you look at it back if you look back the it kind of i mean i say it looks like a mustang but it also looks it could be also a modern version of the adam west batmobile too in some cases because that was just like a normal car that was tricked out um it, but i don't know we'll see i i i will i will just hold my reserve i'm not making any prejudgments on it at all so all right <clears throat> let's get in let's get down to business we're about to get deep here so we're gonna go to the first subject that i wanted to talk about this week um i took it upon myself because this is not something new this is nothing new at all this is something that is ongoing not just on my platform not just in the acmg community but this is just all over this is the times we're like i said we we've been going through for the last few years We've come across some very bitter times. There's a lot going on outside of the the world of our favorite fandoms. Like when you go to real to, uh, like world topics, we got the COVID nineteen virus right now going on. We got the we got our president who's just running amok. We got racism that's still going around, inequality where people fighting for their worth, and it's brought a lot of depression is a lot of uh, mental health issues have come across with this and it's becoming very concerning even myself to some cases i go through it every once in a while i'm not immune to any of this but you know we fight for our worth we fight for our happiness every day no matter what you're doing that is not it's not just a geek community it's everybody everybody tries to find their way to fight for their worth but in doing so there's a lot we have to have a threshold of pain that we have to fight through every single time whether you're trying to do a podcast whether you're trying to own a business whether you're trying to you know make it out you know somewhere whether you're trying to graduate college and all this stuff there's a lot of things that is pressure you know thinking about what's going to happen after you leave college thinking about you putting all your money into college and wondering where is it all worth it you know stuff like that you're gonna all that is gonna come to mind start um 
but in the in the geek community in that subcultural universe you got people who love what we love but a lot of things happen in there that people sometimes get better and sometimes it is people in my community too i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of people in the black community that kind of gets ill will about some things too but it's not just us it's just it's a variety of people but it's a lot of people who are dreamers but a lot of people who are not doers and sometimes when they see other people doing what they dream of they kind of get bitter or envious about it and it becomes an unhealthy thing not for the person who's who they're envious of but the people who are being envy uh, and bitter about it and I had to bring it up because I've been seeing it for years. It's not just something new. I've been seeing it for years. But and I've always wanted to talk about this, but I never had the courage to really put it out there because it's like, do I just let it sweep under the rug and just keep it moving? Or do we just bring it up? Because and, and even if I do, do will people admit it? Will people speak up about it? And so what I did. So this week I decided to ask a candid question in our ACMG um you know acmg facebook group which by the way if you have a real account if you really want to communicate with other people i mean i know there's a lot of other groups out there but i guarantee you there is not a group out there like acmg with the quality that we provide you could go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 let me give it that again facebook.com forward slash group forward groups actually with an s forward slash ACMG one. You're going to have to answer all of the questions on air in order to be there. You're going to have to have a five year or longer profile that shows you actually in there with pictures of yourself, multiple pictures of yourself, uh, with you interacting with other people, your friends, family, whatever like that. And you just got to come with it for real. I'm not doing any new profiles or fake profiles at all. It's for the safety and sanity of our season members that are in there that are really are in there to really become friends and fans of the people that we have in there. So, uh, but I digress. I asked them this question and it was a real question. I was wondering if anybody was going to actually ask this question. So, and the question asked, how many people, how many of them actually become bitter or envious over someone who they know who does something cool that they wanted to do. And if so, do they think it is mentally healthy to do so? Much to my surprise, much to my surprise, a lot of people respond. Well, quite a few people respond. I want to say a lot of people. We got a lot of people in the group, but there were some brave people who were open and honest about it. And... I could not be more happy and proud of everybody who participated and gave their input in there and, you know, just said their piece. Um, they totally did the opposite. In fact, of, you know, as we had people admitting that they get discouraged when someone achieves a milestone that they wanted to. And that was I was. I was taken I was taken aback because I I figured I'd probably get maybe one or two, but I got I, quite a few people, and I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I thought it was absolutely awesome because I think one of the things that th- that is missing from the growth and evolving and involvement of us or the individual is that we tend to we tend to not 
open up and admit our wrongs and truths about ourselves, about the world around us. And it hinders your growth, even as an adult, especially as an adult, it hinders your growth or any process of you wanting to do whatever. It's funny because, I mean, you can laugh at it if you want, but I was I went through a lot of dark spells, you know, growing up in high school and I had to find myself. My father wasn't around. Um, my mom, you know, she raised me as diligently as possible up until the time I, my first year of college. And then unfortunately she passed away. And, but when she was alive, I had to figure out how to be a man on my own and how to raise myself. Right. And I, I went through a lot of growing pains and a lot of situations and that those situations ended up, ended with me being in some really bad stuff back then. And a lot of it was the bitterness of not having a full family or a functional family at the time. And it, 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 it led me to become very bitter, very angry and use that anger viciously around the world. Some things were warranted and some things were not, but it, it was to a point that I had to really be truthful to myself. And one of the things that really brought me into perspective, believe it or not, I do recommend this for people. The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. And I, it's for those who are Bruce Lee fans, you know that book. It's a time honored book. It's a book that's still on sale and still selling to this day. Uh, I still have it somewhere. Hopefully I do. But one of the most important, it's a what is, what's so cool about that book is that he not only talked, teach, he has all of his uh, lessons in here, his martial arts lessons on here of how he does all the things that he does. And I wouldn't recommend that you try to figure it out using that book because you need a teacher. You need actual, you know, black belt and G couldn't do in order to really perfect it properly. But unless you're a prodigy, but there's some philosophical things, as you know, Bruce Lee was a uh, he, he doesn't get enough credit for his philosophy, but he there's a sec there's a section here that talks about truth, truth of self, truth of you know, the world around you, true and being truthful at all times. And it just like it, it at the time it enlightened me and it allowed me to be real with myself and be real with other people. So if you blame if anybody needs to it to blame anybody anybody for me being so truthful and be upfront and bold, you might have to go face uh go find a dragon spirit and find him because he's part of the reason why I am who I am right now. Uh, I give I give a, a, a partial credit to Bruce Lee for that. But um, honestly, like you have to really be truthful with yourself. And part of it is just revealing your faults, revealing what you haven't done yet, what you want to do, and just go all out. Just let it all out. And I think a lot of people hold it inside. And the reason why I needed that is because I've used to keep my anger inside so much that it almost legit killed me. I almost died as a result of me not, you know, allowing myself to be more open. I have a scar on my arm that's with 130 stitches on there from when I was in high school that speaks for itself. And I was thinking that, you know, I was thinking to myself, it's like, I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this way. Um, some have said in the group that they believe that they have worked just as hard as other people, but feel that they have gotten, they didn't get their just due. And I've 
I understand that. I understand that deeply. I mean, I left my job almost four years ago because I worked at this corporate office for 10 years, graduated from college with honors and did not get any real opportunities. I stayed in the same position, despite the fact that I've done my job and more diligently. I have, while going to college and in the process, I was starting my own design firm and doing all that. And they, they kept ignoring it. They, they decided they purposely ignored it. I don't know if it was because of color. I don't know if it was because of, it could have been all of the above. I don't know if it was because I was refused to be a yes man, but they would hire all these young upstarts that just came out of college and manipulate them to do what they want. Knowing that we were at a time that there was not that many jobs uh, and you know, people are still, you kids are still living with their parents and everything and they wanted to make sure. So they're going to do whatever the hell that they were asked to do. And that's how they manipulate you, you know, and I wasn't trying to hear that. And I think because of that and most other things that they decided not to go. And I had to finally say, look, I know my worth. I have more than proven my worth. I was never been late. I never, you know, and I just decided to leave. I, I had no ill will towards anybody towards it, but I just knew it's time and they knew it was time and a lot of people at that job knew that it was time and this was a long time coming so i got i like i can tell you three years out i haven't really looked back <laughs> and now people are starting to see that everything that i was talking about and all my worth was proven when i started doing all of these things outside of what they were doing and even when i was doing stuff in there they were still trying to ignore it and it, it, it really did. It really did make me feel more, a lot more bitter. It started, I started getting depressed about it. And, but I, at the same time, I had to make sure that I didn't feel bitter towards other people and just kept moving because I knew that I had it inside of me to keep, to make what I want happen. It wasn't going to happen when I wanted it to happen, but it was going to happen sooner or later that I knew. And it did eventually a lot of what I, what I said it was going to do is happening now. And I couldn't be more happier for that. But we got people who still are in that stage where they feel like that they're not there yet. And they see people. And even, there's some people in our Facebook group. There's some people on my friends list. There's some people that are family that see what I'm doing right now. Have no idea what it took me to get to this point. Don't know what's going on in my background. Don't bother to ask. But they just see what i post and i don't just post i don't just po I, I post thoughts i post i post more thoughts than pictures and I, but i do post some really cool things every once in a while where it involves me doing something really cool but never once does anybody ask can i work with you how do i get here what do i need to do no they sit back and ghost and in ghost mode and decide to just want to become more bitter and envious about all of the things that i am doing all of the work the work that i am doing to do what i'm doing all the work that my wife is doing to do what she's doing and they want to sit back and be you know bitter about that and not support it and and it to me is it's it's the most it, it, it's it's the saddest thing ever that you can't acknowledge somebody or you can't be happy for somebody because rather they're not they're doing something that they want to do and you're not 
And if I had that same attitude, if I honestly had the same attitude, I wouldn't be here talking with you guys right now. I I think there's a better way mentally to go around about the way that people should go. And it's not the way that they're doing it now, because I think what people are doing now is just hurting them more. And it's going to keep eating at them and eating at them and eating at them until it gets so bad that it could be it could get dangerous it could be very dangerous and we see it we see people you know you know commit suicide or depression or something like that and it's not the way to go i had you know instead of being envious or bitter with people who are doing what you're doing how about being more inspired how about reaching out to them there are some people out there, and now granted not everybody there are some people out there that will absolutely talk with you i'm one of those people that will talk with you about what you want to do and what not to do or try to help you out and or try to recommend you to somebody i will reach out because i it's happened for me people have looked out for me i'm damn sure going to look out for them i was very grateful for people to do that and i get inspired by people now not everybody is going to be all nice and accepting and you welcoming like that that's just reality of it and to that i say screw those people because they're going about it the wrong way you got to keep it you got to pay it forward always you always got to pay for it that's real and because even if you make it out there you got to remember who helped you out and how you got up to that point and even though as hard as working as i am as much as i've done i didn't go about this alone there are people who helped me get to this point at the past and there's people who didn't and there's people who screwed me over or there's people who let me down or there's people who didn't live up to expectations but there are actual people who did get me to this point and you can never forget that and trust me whenever somebody what you what, what the things that you can do to help somebody can change their life immensely don't keep all that to yourself and this is why we have people who are in this state of mind right now you know and it's it's absolutely sad um i want to also talk about some things that was said i won't give names i'll just you refer to what they were talking about um because i mean these are these are people who reached out and stuck their neck out and did it and i i again thank you all for doing that because even if people if there's some people who i know who feels the same way but didn't answer to it or didn't want to admit to it they're still on that stage where they're in denial or they didn't want to admit it or they refuse to admit it and they want to keep but at least we have that up there for people to see that <laughs> their people actually are out there and if they are out there i'm pretty sure there are more out there that like that so um one friend of the group and i'm very close with um and he's looked out for me and i looked out for him for, uh, for him for years as well but he tends to still he he admitted that he does get jealous but tend to keep it inside and still support his friends regardless now is positive as that sounds the problem with that is that you bottle up something up inside like i mentioned that'll eat away at you and i talked about that it it will eat away at you and it'll become a worse situation at some point you have to be humbling and you have to just be positive enough to know that i will get to that point and i i'm not joking with you when i say i've done that um almost in the same fashion as goku would whenever he sees somebody stronger than him and when goku sees somebody stronger he doesn't get discouraged not like vegeta does vegeta 
gets very discouraged when somebody's stronger than him. But even uh, Vegeta, at his at the same time, will work his ass off to try to be as stronger as possible. Goku is more enthusiastic. He's more excited about the fact that somebody's stronger than him. And as a result, we got him and Brawly fighting on that movie <laughs> for like about like 20 minutes, I guess, or something like that. But he gets so excited every time. He doesn't get he doesn't get intimidated. Even at times when he found out that Boo. And I know this is a fictional thing, but still, we learn life lessons in anime. That's that's real. But um, even when he found out that Boo was stronger than him, he was he was just, he was not happy about that. But he still did not give up, and he kept going. And he kept finding a way. Now that dude is like in you know Super Saiyan Blue mode or even Ultra Instinct mode. So like he could pluck Boo at this point. Okay, so. I mean, I, I, if that helps out any way of referencing you, because this is Talk Time Live anyway. So, but that's that's just a somewhat of an example. But you cannot keep it bottled inside. You got to let it, somebody know. You got to talk to a friend. You got to bring it up. But you got to keep it going. Even if you talk to yourself in a mirror, to some cases, that also help. Um, self-efficacy methods like that does help you. And if you don't know what self-efficacy is, definitely look that up because that is a great way of helping you solve problems and help you get through certain situations trust me when i tell you it has helped me greatly uh and also i recommend taking a psychology class too if you if once if you're in college or whatever and that also helps you get through some things as well um even if you're not majoring in take that as an elective guaranteed it helps you out so someone also said that they uh get they uh get what they described as social media envy i like that term uh whenever whenever they see someone living uh living it up and achieving opportunities that they desire that when she when the person said that that reminded me of the captain obvious commercials when they show people getting you know kind of bitter bitchy and you know butthurt and envious about what their friends are doing online whatever like that the one in particular that my favorite one is the one where the woman is at a I guess she's in a boat or something like that and sailing in a boat. And then you got the two moms that are in in the winter sitting and their child is in a swing or whatever. And Captain Obvious is sitting on a swing and they're asking, like, how does she how did we get here? And she's there. And Captain Obvious just played as simple. It was like looked at the babies, looked at them, looked at the woman. It's like condoms. <laughs> that to be that is one of the greatest episodes ever. I love that episode. But in, in hindsight, those commercials were geared to really focus on what people are really doing right now. And that is looking online, seeing people that they know that are doing some really cool things and they get bitter. They get depressed. But what they don't do is figure out how they can get to that point as well. And instead, they sit on their couch and they just dwell on why these people aren't doing it, but not really think I want to really do this and I'm going to work hard to do it a lot of it requires effort and the will to want a lot of it does and there are some people who probably think that they you know you know you know i'm saying like they they really want to do this but they're not thinking about what methods or what ways i mean they're not really doing a homework so do you you gotta ask do you really want to do it because you you really want it to happen at the snap of a fingers no everything what you do what you don't want to admit what a lot of people sometimes don't want to admit is that a lot of these things 
happen. Whether you want to be a game developer, whether you want to be an artist, whether you want to be a actor, um, you know, or, you know, own a own a company. A lot of that takes a lot of work, detail, investment, um, strategy, all of that. It none of what we do. Me doing what I'm doing right now, me getting these guests, me being able to do panels at a, at a big comic book convention. None of that happened just like that. None of it. It took me three years to plan, to prepare, to learn how to do this show. It took me four years to create, uh, six years, I'm sorry, to going on seven to create the ACMG brand. It took a lot of networking, a lot of writing, a lot of everything to get this show done. And imagine how it is to get like all the people that I had on this show to do. Um, all the actors that I had, uh, tons, tons, tons of auditions. A lot of them they didn't get. And they told you that on these episodes. Like you go to Stephanie Shea's interview that I did. You go to Molly Flanagan's interview that I did. They will tell you they will keep it real. They will. They, they do not make it as glorified as you think. They will keep it real with you. They tell you that there is not always going to be glory at the end of that tunnel no not at all everybody goes through the trial and tribulations and bad stuff nobody's immune to that but through their hard work eventually they hit the mark because they were consistent they were they kept it going they networked they planned they prop they also had the support of the people that they were with and not all support some people they didn't you know follow their way as well but it eventually it happened you no more than anybody else you need to have that confidence and support if you got somebody else around you yeah that's going to be some extra great you know support there but you nobody should be more stronger than you and confident than you about what you want to do but i mean it's it's, it's just you know this that's just the thing um me personally i the only time i get bitter about anything is when opportunity is given unequally when it's or unethically you know when most black people don't get the chances to prove that they have value within a certain job requirement or whatever they want to do and we lose out we lose it just because of our skin color or whatever that's when i get bitter and pissed off i don't even get bitter i just get pissed off i get really pissed off about that um when you know women they get uh inequality you know lgbtq i mean that type of inequality to me pisses me off or even when people join a fraternity or sorority and get the edge simply because they got a brand on their arm that to me is pissing me off and it's not based on the merit of the work that is given that they can provide that to me that's when i get better because that's unfair that is absolutely unfair but when somebody gets something that they worked hard on you should never be bitter about that you should be appreciative of that and inspire from that and learn from that that's what this is about another member admitted that they uh do catch themselves getting mildly upset but stops themselves the best way they can this is one of my favorites they uh they went on to say that they have a lot of pride a lot to be proud about about and that they have all of the basic needs met and they and if they are upset uh there is something that they can do about it you know that this was kind of leading to what i was saying about like you know if you're going to be upset about it you got to learn you got to understand that you're only upset because you're not doing enough to do what you want to do sometimes it's not did you do make all your options did you give all your options 
to doing what you had to do to get to where they're at you know you know you gotta be real with yourself this is the truth part talking about did you actually take it upon yourself to do everything that you need to do and there's no set quota of time of when this stuff could be done you got to keep going you got to keep leading in you got to keep asking around for people that's what this person was talking about they just need to take it one day at a time and i absolutely agree with that this person was spot on about that there was a lot more people going out there to say it was just too many i couldn't mention but in hindsight folks not just the geek community, but folks all, all over. But in particular, in this case, in this subject, if you want to be a podcast host, if you want to host you know, your own show, if you want to become a anime artist, a, if you want to work in the world of anime, if you want to be a game developer, if you want to do this, that, or the other within the world of our favorite fandoms, learn, get the energy, put up the energy, plan. Yeah, I don't care how old you are, by the way age has nothing to do with it i am 43 years old it took me years to get to this point most successful people this is a fact most successful people especially when they start their own business it takes some some people five years the five-year plan i i i, I used to say it's a funny thing i used to actually say the five-year plan in this day and age does not work but i've been wrong by one of my own clients that the five-year plan do work and the funny thing about this client is that that client is my wife <laughs> because in the course of five years of her doing her own business which is a uh, pet care business that she's done and, and take note she's done a lot of different projects leading up to this so some of them were temporary some of them were just like it just didn't work out but this one in particular she's worked on this business for five years and in five years she is now working she used to work two jobs one at the vet hospital and doing this and she used to work full-time at this whole place but she worked her butt off it does help that she did have a great website and a great logo and a brand to go with it courtesy of me and my design firm but a lot of it was her will and want to do it a lot of it was her putting in the effort uh you know learning more she's reinvesting in her business right now because of the success that she's already put in she's reinvesting to do more now but in five years she is now working she still works at that vet but she only works one day at that vet because all the other days she's doing that business now and she had took five years to do it now while that is work i still say that it does a lot of other people especially those people who made millions like the shark tank the shark tank crew would even tell you like damon john and all those guys they'll tell you it took them over 10 years to get to where they're at now and all of them are like in their god they're like 50s or something like that right now before they got to that point so it it doesn't happen in a day and it doesn't matter steve harvey made it where he at he became famous in his older age bernie mac i remember reading his his um autobiography i highly rest in peace to him and i highly recommend everybody read his biography it's an amazing book it's an amazing story of how he became where he was but he didn't get to that point when he did the bernie mac show he didn't took him to that point he was probably like already 50 <laughs> when he got to that point so 
don't just look at what you see on TV, on TMZ and all that stuff and think that people are getting what they um, what they're getting just like that. Everybody works their ass off and you got to understand if you really want what you want and if you really want to see your friends or family that are doing it, know that they're busting their ass heavily to do what they got to do. And instead of being bitter about it, look at get put another perspective on it and just say and really honestly just really look at it from another perspective and like you know what he probably worked his ass off or she probably worked her ass off or they probably worked their ass off to do what they're doing right now and i need to really appreciate that you know and i honestly and then also really if you really that's what you want to do and trust me people like myself and those people out there and all those other people out there, I guarantee you, if you really show that you're really, really, really extremely passionate about you wanting to do it, they will want to be around you and they want to help you out if you really show the effort. Let me tell you, I wouldn't have got any of the guests on this show had I not provided a product that looked professional, that looked like I was dead serious about doing what I'm doing. And they would not have come back more than like three or four times they would not come back about three or four times to the show had they not had a great experience and such like that. So, I mean, trust me when I tell you that, sorry, my series trying to talk to me. Um, trust me when I tell you that it, it, it really, you got to work your ass off and you got to respect those who work their ass off to do what they're doing it. Like all the Will Smiths out there and all the stuff, it took them years, every one, every one years to do whatever it is that they want to do. So please, for your mental health, look at things another way and it, don't be afraid. It, all introverts out there or whatever, don't be afraid to reach out to people and don't be a, and, and embrace a yes or even embrace a no. Because if they don't, there's always somebody who will. Trust me on that. That's all I want to say on that subject. And I hopefully that can get some of you guys to really understand the situation of that. The other the other actual situation that I want to talk about, as I mentioned before, is my issue with the word blurred. This is to me the main event here for me because I've had so much trouble. I think since two, and I'm telling you, since I heard the word in about like 2013, I have had so much trouble with the idea of this term. And I don't even know, God, don't ever let me figure out who came up with that term and who's responsible for that because honestly it's a it's it, if you think that term means it, it actually means what you think it means i'm about to tell you how wrong you are about that it's a term that may blurred is it is it speaks for itself it's black nerd my case with this and then why this conversation, let me put it like this, first of all, why this conversation even started is because one of my ACMG members posted uh, about a new documentary coming on to Prime Amazon called uh, The New Nerd, which in hindsight is also wrong as well. It is absolutely wrong in all itself. And I'm telling you now, it's going to sound like I'm not supporting this. I love my people. I love my, my my people who love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. I don't like the word. It has nothing to do with the people itself. Listen and learn. So 
this which this new documentary that's coming out soon um or actually it's streaming now it's four episodes right now streaming now on amazon prime i gotta check it out i'm gonna actually review this but even if i don't review it it has nothing to do with the actual term in a sense that i can't talk about it right now but what i do love is the trailer of the uh of the new geek and a lot of it is that i think it really just touches on what i'm talking about right now and i think a lot of people need to really get down on it there are two people on there that i have spoken with i met actually recently um and spoken with too and they may be on the show pretty soon i'm gonna be very happy to uh talk with those guys but the term blurred was a trendy term that was meant to you know represent the black nerd to be recognized and i get that and i understand the purpose but i think in execution it does not work um i don't know i i really hope that at least if anything a black person actually came up with the term and not a white person that came up with that would just put a whole new perspective on it but the 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 uh the documentary focuses on and celebrates the black nerd here's my problem although i i love that we're being celebrated and it's being focused on i think the idea of the term isn't used in a way that it's it's used in a way that is trying to celebrate it but it's really i think there's more of a danger to it but at least to the credit when i saw the trailer there were people who were trying to they're very intelligent people very intelligent black people that were trying to explain that i'm not a black nerd i'm just a nerd who loves and there i was i was so happy to see that because i've been saying this for god knows how long how the term should die the term should die because it's not it's not being used what it's wrong so i let me tell you this i am like many others in my community and culture i am and always will be a proud educated black man who is a fan of all all of our favorite fandoms i had this discussion with one of our uh, members because when she posted it out there i was like i got my reserves about this i'm gonna wait to talk about this because um you know it depends on how this was produced and how this was done because i i got my reserves and he replied to me in all due respect he asked me why would i have reserves i'm like because if you've read heard anything like you have on my show you know that i am not a fan of the word blurred i think it is more dangerous as possible and he thought that that was a way of me for some reason he thought or it didn't read thoroughly as to thinking that or misinterpreting that i was against black nerds or nerds that are people of color let me put it to you that way and i'm and i had to really put it down on him and i told him like look i will always be an educated black man who is a fan of all of our favorite fandoms of all things anime comics movies and games what i am a fan of is exactly the same as everyone else who is a fan of anime comics movies and games no matter what color creed orientation whatever we're all fans of this if you ask it and here's the real if i asked him or if i ask any of you who are listening right now what is the contrast of a blur to any other culture uh the only thing i i will put money on this the only thing that you can tell me or anyone is that we are people of color and there's no other contrast from that because everything else is exactly the same 
Therefore, the intentions of this neo-subcultural term is nothing more than to further divide us from everyone else. And you're about to hear conviction in me right now because the more I talk about it, the more upset I get of this. And how anybody in our culture that uses this is pissing me off. <laughs> Plain and simple. I grew up in a time, I grew up in 77, really started growing up in the 80s as a child and started, you know, when I started realizing things. One of the things I've realized when growing up during my time, 80s, 90s, that is where being a nerd was just that. There were no color barriers in being a nerd because being a nerd, the, 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 the term itself was meant for anyone who lacks social skills and is considered boringly studious. That is damn near the definitive term of what a nerd is. So how this definition became altered to be now this trendy term that caters strictly to one race, the term blurred. And this is the funny part. The people who are considered blurs. If you're considering yourself to be studious or intelligent, but you're using the term blurred, I have to question that because if you're truly intelligent, if you're truly studious, then you would know that the term is counterproductive, that you know the term is not really doing us justice at all. It is singling us out and is keeping us from doing what Dr. King Jr. was meant for us to do in the first place. And that's all come together as one to enjoy all of the things that we love not just our favorite fandoms but everything to us to love each other the same way this is further dividing us and the ide the ideology and mindset of this term is dangerous this is magneto level <laughs> this is magneto level dangerous man not omega level it could get omega level but it's, it's not right now i'm telling you right now now if i'm correct that is sometimes something that we as a culture have been fighting against for generations of it being put on us and that is segregation because that's exactly what this is segregation is not a white thing folks but it is something that it is used to separate one group from another group in an elitist sort of way that's exactly what this is much to some people in my community who don't want to admit it or think that only white, white people can be racist and not black people no that is absolutely not true that is absolutely freaking not true we need to chill out we need to evolve from that because racism was pretty much advocated by white people yes but it doesn't mean that we don't do the same thing or we're not capable incapable of doing the same thing hell we're still having trouble our community is still having trouble right now, especially the black male contingent is still having trouble with the LGBTQ community. A lot of folks in our community still can't bear the fact that some black men are gay or trans or, you know, or, or whatever. We need to grow up. We need to admit as long as we keep holding those stupid ideals in our head, we won't move on. And that's, that's one of the things right there. So, you know, segregation is not just a white thing. It is, it, 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 it literally anybody can segregate somebody. And that's what exactly I, this is why I'd never join any specific Facebook groups geared to only because I, I can be proud of my heritage. I can be proud of who I am and still be able to work together 
have fun, hang around with other people of different cultures, but still recognize who I am. By going into those blur groups and you think you're doing something right, you're not. You're separating yourself, you're allegiant, you're aligning yourself with a group that will not accept anybody else. This is counterproductive. This is this is not the way we should think we should be doing these things. And part of it is our defense mechanism because of what's going on in the world. And that's in some cases, that's quite understanding. But we still need to be brave. It's not showing bravery. It's not really showing unity. It's showing separation. <laughs> it really is. The real brave part is still fighting for equality is still fighting to teach equality to those who need to be taught to show that we can work with you as much as they can work with us or they should be working with us yeah they have there's there's a there's a group of people who need to do a lot more but it doesn't mean that we can't do our part as well and still be recognized for our strengths and our abilities that's i truly believe that and until folks smarten up and realize this we will truly begin to evolve only i mean one can be any color that you want and still embrace the same fandoms and still love it as one that's what acmg the acmg facebook group has always been about that was my deal that anybody can enjoy all things anime comics movies and games together i've made so many great friends from around the world not just not just in philadelphia from around the world around the country and around the world i i mean this the people that i have on the show speaks for itself i've had people that i have been friends with from around the world from around the uk shout out to my man michael burhan my man has been around for all these years I've actually had a chance to meet him in person. He's come into the States twice to meet up with him in person. Do you know how great that shit is? That's a real deal, man. Like, why are we limiting ourselves to just one factor? Now, granted, yes, it sounds like we're being strong for each other. And in some cases, we should be unified. There are times when we absolutely be unified. But damn it, we should not separate ourselves from anybody else. We should be proud to be who we are, but also recognize who we are, too. And being a blurred, to me, it separates. It's not a cool thing at all. I think it is so dangerous to do because it's no different than what they are. It's no different than what other people are doing. By celebrating that term, we are no different than those who segregate against us. And it's not moving forward. It's foolishly taking us back. So although it sounds cool to say the very nature of that, it is also a danger to our society and our ideology. That millennial shit needs to end. And I believe when they move to the next chapter of of their lives and, and realize the term that was created by them, that they'll realize this. But I'm and I'm going to review this documentary, definitely, because I think there's going to be some positive things. I think it's going to be looked at in a way that I I recommend everybody look at. it. I recommend that we all talk about this documentary and I'll get hopefully it'll come out the way that I'm seeing, because like I say, from the trailer, it really 
sounds like they're in the right direction that I think that they need to be in the right direction. But in hindsight, when after this is done, like we need to talk about this. Like this is as a as our own culture, we need to really think about like getting rid of that term because that term is not a good term. No more than the N word is a is a good term. You know, I know people that embrace it as well. But in hindsight, is it really worth embracing? Is this worth embracing? Think about it, man. Just think about it, folks. That will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, lighten up the world a bit by talking about something really dark and dangerous. And that is Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix. There's a lot to talk about and a lot of speculations on what's going to happen in Season 4. But we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Castlevania 3 or season 3, <laughs> which is now on Netflix. And uh, I actually think I enjoyed this one as much as I did the first season but almost better in a sense the second season was good too but i felt like i it was a little bit hard for me to follow because there was so much going on but things are starting to come back into focus in the third season and as we spoke about in the past few episodes based on some news that executive producer Addie sankar revealed or maybe or whatever that there may some be some possibilities of some crossovers happening soon and after watching the, these 10 episodes, a lot of hints was given here. Um, a lot of hints was given here of the possibilities of that. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, let's get into it. The third season of Castlevania, to me, was probably the most ambitious of them all uh, so far. Uh, definitely is going to be a fourth season. And definitely that season, I think, is going to open up the floodgates of some a lot of really interesting things to happen. Now, take note, I've not played any i think i've played the first castlevania i played um dracula's curse i believe uh this i i think i've played the first three never beat them in fact truth be told i've only beaten one castlevania game and i think that was the one (laughs) way later for the uh for the uh 3ds that uh a while back uh that was really fun to me i really liked it and uh, i think i beat it twice it was really cool but i've never beat the original castlevania to me they were always so hard to beat and play but they were they were ever so enjoyable every time but just never got around to beating those games 
but I still was aware of the lineage of the Belmont family and such so I mean that you can never get away with plus I was a kid in the 80s so I watch a lot of uh Captain N's uh, <laughs> Game Master and that version of Simon Belmont which is like legendary uh will never be forgotten but the actual history of Castlevania that is extremely well told in this series uh which is written by uh Warren Ellis and Adam and uh Sam Dietz directed and executive produced by the ever and I use this term loosely charismatic uh Addy Sankar dude is so weird um to, to all their credit they've done a phenomenal job with this show and thank you to everybody out there who have reviewed this uh, series and called it a anime influenced show now take note this show is drawn and illustrated and, and the character design is phenomenal but it is i don't believe this is an actual anime and a lot of people are saying this is anime influenced uh meaning that it's not an actual it's not i don't believe made in japan but it's made to look in that essence of that so i thank you to those who clarified that one because that was always my kick but with that said and it, this thing has a the art style to me reminds me of Eon Flux. I don't know if a lot of you guys ever watched that back in the day or were old enough to watch that back in the day when MTV uh, Liquid Television used to come on. But it, it a lot of the art style reminds me of that just a tiny bit. Uh, there's some really uh, attention to detail and the way the face structures are and you know the face shape and whatever. It just reminds me of the eyes, especially. Just reminds me of the Eon Flux uh, art style, but nonetheless man uh warren ellis wrote what i believe is a very gripping and compelling uh season uh based on our beloved legendary video game adapted series um the deets brothers also continue to direct a series of dialogue and narrative that is every bit as entertaining if not more than the action that they showed this season in fact there wasn't that much action to be honest it was more character focus and and story focus than it was uh and it, i think i thought it really did a great job and especially splitting like you got i believe two three stories that you're talking about here actually three because no four you got isaac's story you got hector's story you got trevor and uh cypher's story and then you got that was five and then you got um alicard's story so they and they did all this within 10 episodes so that's remarkable that's not an easy thing to do to keep that much drama and story focus and not that much action going on and still keep it captivating and motivated and, and compelling for you to want to get into and getting to to these characters and wondering what's going to happen next and it's just amazing um and actually around the time uh this you know richard armitage let's go go down to the uh character base richard armitage man he's 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 the man i love him as trevor belmont uh he continues to travel with um his partner uh and lover i think they did connect in that way in the, in, in the last season i don't i gotta watch the last season of rumber but um cypher uh uh Saifa Bel uh, Nades, uh, who play, who's played by Alejandra uh, Reynosa, um, their chemistry continues strong, and they continue to travel together and do uh, you know demon hunting after the defeat or death of Dracula. Or I'm going to say defeat right now. By the way, if you haven't watched this, 
and you are looking to watch this season and not get spoiled, what are you doing listening to this right now? But if you are wondering how I feel about this or what how good this is, stick around. But you will be there will be some stuff talked about and revealed. So uh, like I said, I'm going to just say defeat and not kill Dracula right now. But the two end up uh, in a town called uh, Lindenfield, where they discover the religious, like a religious cult in a very weird town where there's not that many kids or people around or whatever. And Sypha starts to realize that these this cult is plotting to use dark magic for their own deeds. And as the season goes on, we start to find out what that entails. Alucard, in the uh, meantime, who was the person who killed his father, Dracula, uh, is still... Uh, he decided last season, I remember at the end, that he decided to stay in Dracula's castle. Uh, and also in self-solidarity. Um, in solitary confinement, if you will. In Dracula's castle, which is the beginning of him turning... A bit delirious as a result so much so that he created puppets that look just like trevor and cypher uh to keep him company almost like in a um tom hanks type of way like wilson type of way he uh unbeknownst to him he would soon be, uh, be encountered uh he would encounter some company some really interesting company here meanwhile dracula's former general camilla carmilla has decided to create her own powerful empire and try to bring order back into the realm of the dark uh where night creatures have become uncontrollable as of recent and killing every human in sight now so um you know there's no more dracula and there's no bar not really anybody leading the nightlife if you will so she's trying to be that person uh, and to do so, she returns to her sisters, uh, Lenore, uh, Morana, and Stry uh, Striga, who to help her with these plans. And I love the addition of these three characters that they added on. They look bad. All these, all three of these sisters look badass. Um, well, again, the character design in this show is phenomenal. Uh, well drawn. They, um, they look like they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And even though that there was a focus on them there was a light focus on them which means i think there's this is sort of a prelude to things that may happen in season four and i didn't mind that they were not shown much but there was a more of a focus within that realm as well carmilla also has with her the devil forge master hector who was like the turncoat of season two and the one that was causing all sorts of trouble in season two uh but now if you remember they she ended up uh you know holding him captive so she's pretty much enslaved him and he will play a huge role in her and the growth of her army and other plans to come as well hector is not at all happy about this if you kind of figure that um but he has no choice in the matter as he is shackled and enslaved to do whatever they ask uh we do also see lenora which is Car carmela's sister and hector throughout the entire uh season play good cop bad cop as she attempts to gain Hector's trust in heart, which leads to something much deeper. I do like the part. Here's this uh, part in there. One of my favorite parts in that between those two is he tried to, he tried to, you know, escape by taking her for granted or, you know, not taking her lightly because of her kindness. She beat the living crap out of him. <laughs> this was a, I love, I love the scene because you, I, if you watch any type of drama 
shows like this you see stuff like this it's the good cop bad cop you got carmilla who's going to treat him like crap you got the sisters that is going to torture him but then lenora comes out of nowhere and decides that she wants to be the good guy that she's going to be the one that's going to protect her and that she's going to make him feel safe not realizing that she has her own intentions as well <laughs> through this so in, in some hindsight she is torturing him as well but he's he's just like he's taking this positive reinforcement you know and not realizing what's happening so and it, with this what this season proves is that hector is not the maniacal and cerebral person that we all you know that he projects himself to be in season two that he's just as much as a fool and not really good enough to lead anybody because he gets tricked into these things regardless so i i really like the dynamic between those two on the other side of the world dracula's loyal human servant isaac this was a really interesting one. isaac is probably the most interesting character of this season because of what he was doing this season isaac was sent into far you know into far away desert uh in order to survive during his travels he has had to fight against a lot of humans who he he's coming in peace he's coming in peace and despite that all of the humans who fear what they don't understand even though he's forged a lot of the humans into he's forged all of the humans that have been racist and prejudiced against him and the, all the other you know demons into demons themselves so he's not he's doing it more from in defense not in offense of people he's not doing it maliciously and while he's traveling he's starting to just like we talked about before he's starting to get bitter about the ideal or the ideology of humans and the fact that they don't they're not trying to have peace they're trying to create corruption and when people fear what they don't understand they tend a lot of times they tend to react irrationally and that's what these guys kept doing so isaac finds himself that having to fight and kill all of these people and then he just turns them into one of their uh you know one of their legion of demons and and night creatures unfortunately that he can control by the way he has full control of the night creatures much like hector does and you know he it's it's starting to dehumanize him luckily he comes across some people that gives him a better perspective so he's right now he's in he's he's split his mind his his philosophy and mindset is split between hating humans or understanding that it's not all humans right now and i like the way almost in, in an exact same way that dracula did so it's he's he's traveling the road that dracula drove because if you guys remember at the beginning of this first season dracula was not a bad dude dracula was a guy who was forced to do the things that he was doing because again people religious he had a religious faction that feared what they didn't understand and because of that they acted irrationally which led to them killing his the, his beloved you know um i forgot her name the uh his, his wife or yeah his wife i think they did get married she he killed the woman that he uh loved which was a human and led him to have this dark mindset isaac is going through the same thing and in fact alucard is also going through those same things as well in this season so we'll talk about that in a minute 
But uh, yeah, Isaac has been like one of the most important figures in this season, and I love what they're doing with him. And I also love the a lot of represent a lot of uh, representation in here. There's a lot of some great black characters in here. The captain that he stumbles onto, but the captain also gives Isaac some perspective on like. And by the way, the captain was not afraid of any of the creatures that he was with, and uh, worked with him to sail with them across the sea. So. Isaac, it's going to be interesting to see where Isaac goes at the end of all this um, and see if he actually does be have a coexisting, you know, Professor X mindset towards humans. Or is he just saying, screw everybody, we're going to kill them all? You know, he's also trying to pursue and take revenge on Hector as well. So that's where he's leading to. He's going he's trying to find Hector and he's tr he's going to wind up trying to kill him and also understands, I believe, that Carmilla actually has him captive and knows what they were going to do so he's on a trail to find them as well um it's it's really crazy but more importantly there is a few new characters in this season that takes a significant role in the season and i also mentioned alucard for this too um including count germain who is a time traveler i believe he is in the video game for what i understand he is in one of the video games uh in this um he's he dresses up in a red suit and if you look at the actual actual uh series he he has a garb on but in within that garb um the coat or whatever he's wearing there is a red suit so I, there's possibilities he will actually reveal himself with that as well but count Germain happens to be some sort of a time traveler who is lo also looking to find out what this religious cult is up to and uh he asked trevor and uh cypher for help in doing so so these two work together and in, in, in doing that as well now count germain has had many situations in this season where he has time traveled to different times and universes executive producer Addie sankar had mentioned this uh about a crossover between this show and devil may cry and I have reason to believe that Count Germain will have something to do with this and, uh, and how this is going to connect. Uh, despite the fact at the end he winds up traveling back, there is a scene in the this, in this series. And I believe, what episode is that? Because I think that was the episode that I really, really woke up on. Um, I believe it was episode... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, episode six. It was called The, um, the Good Dream and uh so when lenore continues to spend time with hector uh slow which slowly earning a trust count germain or saint germain is what they call him uh experiences a telling nightmare about the infinite corridors this infinite corridor that they that he went into took him to a future kind of it was weird but it took him to a future that looked a hell of a lot like halo <laughs> to be more than it did like uh devil may cry but also there were some other dimensions too that he traveled to especially by the end of the episode the episode the last episode abandon uh, all hope where he actually traveled away so we don't see uh he winds up count uh saint germain or count germain um ends up leaving but I got a feeling we're going to see him again. And I think it's going to open up some more floodgates, which may lead to this Devil May Cry crossover. But some of the some of the um, dimensions that we saw looked like it could have been a world where Dante and Virgil and all those characters lived at. 
so or could have uh, been saying that so that's gonna be interesting the other two characters that was new to this season two was uh taku and sumi who was who were uh slaved by a vampire in japan named cho now this also led into something else too because uh they mentioned this this new vampire cho but we never got to, we got to see a flashback of her but we never actually got a chance to see her alive and they they in the in the kids absolutely said that she is still around that they were able to uh get away from her before she could come back and free the other slaves by the way shout out to fred tattisher i didn't realize he was he was doing additional voices in this um <laughs> show too. man that man does everything i swear to goodness but i digress um sumi and taki uh, taka actually decided to travel and find alakad and alakad because he was so lonely and things were starting to get a little crazy with him he felt this was a good time to not only you know house these guys but also train them to become demon hunters themselves and he found a new lease on life because the idea was that after he killed dracula and after they did everything that they needed to do what else was there to do he didn't find any value in you know in life anymore and now that he decided to leave trevor and see and uh cypher so he was borderline just partly bored partly delirious and needed to find something worth living for and he thought that those kids were going to be it these these two young teenagers all of a sudden decided to you know train with him and work with him in order to probably fight back um you know cho the actual the demon uh, the vampire in japan so because of their traumatized you know because of their being traumatized and abused and everything that went on with them with the vampire in japan this led to them being skeptical at all times and untrusting and everything or just you know having a defense mechanism put up every single time despite the fact that dracula has trained them fed them housed them you know parented these two they still have reserves because uh alucard had a lot of secrets that he was not ready to reveal yet and because he had those secrets that he was not ready to reveal the two kids thought that he was hiding something and they were afraid that once they reveal it that they were it was they were going to be in danger so because he they did not trust him for some reason they felt that it was best for them to try to kill him first of all they wanted to sleep with him in order to kill him so that was the whole thing same and this was led to i think this was like during the last scenes so you got to see hector and lenore actually get into a sexual situation you got the kids getting themselves into a situation a threesome with alucard which revealed that alucard is bisexual and all of this leading to both of those situations i'm just waiting i mean it was such a slow burn to something happening because while they while these two were going at it there was a major war going on with uh hector with uh isaac trying to reach uh the top of this castle to kill the i guess king or whatever whatever royal this was that was controlling all of the uh the citizens of the land and everything and this big war was breaking out and these two were having these epic sex scenes or whatever 
which I'm like, something's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen to each of these people. It is, it's just happening. Lo and behold, it comes to find out that the kids wind up setting Alucard up and they binded him in a way that he couldn't get, uh, use his powers or whatever like that. He, what they didn't count on is Alucard using his magical weapons, like his sword. And unfortunately, it led to them killing the kids. And I was so, damn, I was so heartbroken with that. Like there could have been any other way that they could that he could have handled that, but a part of it was him turning on the idea of humans being coexisting. So this is the part of him that's starting to turn him into what Dracula is as well. Despite the fact he's been really great friends with Alucard with um, Trevor and Cipher, I hope that this not does not turn him for the worse because I love the Alucard character. I loved every since he was revealed and debuted on Castlevania Three. And I hope that they don't flip it around to make him the new Dracula. And how can they? Because the old Dracula is still around, as we found out later on at the end of this movie. I mean, at the end of this season, not only is he alive, but the mom is still alive somehow, some way. So I don't know if this is a multiverse version of him. They they left that completely cliffhanged. They cliffhanged the hell out of this whole thing. So we got a lot to look forward to in this um, in this next season. You know, we got Alucard trying to figure out which he's going to do next. And by God, he hung out. He hung the two kids out to dry, dead, hung, crucified in the front of the castle as a warning to any human coming by. He's not having it. And it. I was so I was so I was so sad. I was so sad to see Alucard had to go through that. As much as I was to see um, Isaac go through what he had to go through. Like, these guys aren't intentionally bad guys. These guys are getting into a situation that is leading him to a dark path. Because of the stupidity of and the ignorance of people who don't want to embrace or are too afraid to embrace. God, this all sounds like a familiar situation I just talked about in the last segment. But it's really crazy. You got um, Isaac... I feel like he's in the lead to become the new, um, you know, you know, master of the dark uh, world as well. Like, I don't know where this is leading. It's like there's a lot of candidates. You got Carmilla and the sisters who now have full control of Hector, thanks to Lenore uh, and that ring that she put on him. And he, they will create an army from that as well. So we got it. it you know, it's funny. This whole season sound, looks like a dark version of the presidential campaign you got all these candidates right now <laughs> that are going up for office you got alucard you got possible isaac you got carmilla you know you got three people that are possibly running to become the new man the new you know uh prince of darkness or you know king of darkness or whatever like that so and where does armitage i mean where does uh trevor and where does uh see uh Saifa, and where does even you know jermaine saint count germain or count saint germain kicks in on this like where do they come in all this because they're going to be in the middle of all this when it comes and then will we see a crossover of devil may cry they teased this in accordance to what saint uh Adi shankar said in ig on ign in that interview they tease it this they're teasing this hard so i am I love this season to death. This was a, I will grade this. I, this is an A plus season. 
I thought they did a hell of a great job with this. And um, I am definitely looking forward to this is probably one of Netflix's one of the most successful. This has to be one of the most successful um, anime series that they've done so far. I, I, I absolutely enjoyed this episode uh, this season as much as I did all of them. And I, now I can binge all three of these episodes. But now we got so much expecting to come now. How is this going to end? How I think I got a feeling episode four. I mean, season four is going to be the last season. Possibly it could be. Um, and I'm just saying this. I'm not. There's no speculation of it. But they're getting to a point where it's like, what else can they do? I'm not sure they could. I mean, because everything else, every, all of this, if I'm correct, is supposed to be referencing to the video game universe as well. It's supposed to be closely sourced. But they could. I mean, the fact that they're they're crossing over with Castlevania. I mean that that um, alone can say like they're going somewhere else with it they could go other places with it but and and i don't i don't not sure if there is a japanese vampire in any of the games either so that could also go as well that's unfinished there's so many things that they can develop in this season but i loved every minute of it so if you haven't seen castlevania yet you got three seasons to binge now you got three fantastic seasons to binge now great quality great art style great anime well all right animation is pretty good it's not the best animation i've ever seen as far as terms of frame by frame because it there's some it, it it's there's sometimes in the framework of the anime of the animation that i know if i was watching anime it would be a little, be a little it would be a lot more fluid especially during the action scenes or whatever like that so this is the part that says this is not anime because anime would have been very fluent in their in emotion of their frames and and movement and such but it's a really well done animated series guaranteed bar none so go out of your way to check it out you got three seasons to enjoy it if you're a fan of the season you're already watching it you gotta already love it so far so i enjoy it i give it a solid a for this no, absolutely so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live hope you enjoyed it hope that was able to broaden your minds and bring a more of a perspective on things and give us something to talk about again if any of the younger black generation can talk to me and tell me as to why they think that this is a justified the blurred is a justified term by all means shoot it over to me let me understand let's all talk respectfully and 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 maturely about the subject but you know you, you know where i stand with it now you've always known what i stand if you listen to the show but the more you know more deeply now you understand <laughs> but um into those who i talked about with the situation of you know how to handle a situation of that you know you know where i stand with that too so hopefully that i give you an, a more of a reason if anybody in the acmg facebook group or whatever or on uh, instagram whatever want to reach out to me whatever and talk about it, look i'm here I, I look i am more than happy look if you ever want to be on a show if you want to work with me whatever like that you just got to be diligent enough i'm more than happy to be to have you a part of this and enjoy all the things that i'm enjoying right now you just you know it's a lot of fun but as i always say you got to work hard to have fun folks definitely go out of your way to check us out on all of our favorite platforms on social media and on actual uh streaming media as well you can check us out give me a sec because i always get this down but now i'm starting to 
find better ways to tell you guys where you can find us. You can find us on TalkTimeLive.com. Of course, all of our episodes there. Go to our exclusive page to find out all of our interviews as well. Or type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusives. You can also go on Spotify. You can go on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, Podcast. Cast a uh, pocket cast and all Amazon devices. You can check us out all there. So um, please subscribe, check it out, support us. Uh, it's been always an amazing ride doing all this and get a chance to speak my mind and you know put some perspective. And like I said, this is the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. And it's some of the best moments of my life <laughs> right here. And I'm glad I could share it with you all. So folks go out of your way to check us out again you can follow me on instagram at dag xavier underscore josiah check us out on the acmg facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 guarantee you trust me when i tell you you will not get accepted if you don't answer all the questions if you don't answer all the questions properly to get it to be approved in and you gotta have a profile a legit profile of five years or more i can't stress this enough if you're an intelligent person you understand those basic things so folks that will do it thank you so much on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here and by the way next week bloodshot comes on the new vin diesel movie we're going to review that so we got that and we got some other games coming out this week as well including my hero academia so we'll be doing all that as well take care Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.